Sound Legends, and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. Episode 9, and this week we are chatting shoes, cycling shoes to be specific, and one shoe that I've had my eye on for about a year now, ever since I saw a couple of their ads on Instagram. Now, this uh, brand is called Nimble. You might have seen them. A lot of the best world tour riders on the men's and the women's are now rocking these wheels, and for good reason. Uh, professionals don't need to be paid to wear to wear shoes and with something so highly individual and um, influential to performance it's a key part of professional cycling and it's also a key part of the style of cycling you know the shoe really makes uh, I guess your complete look on the bike and it can make you look uh, really fast and it can also make you look um, really daggy if you've got the wrong setup, in my opinion anyway. But I really wanted to find out more about these shoes uh, and why all these professionals are wearing them. And uh, yeah, so I sat down with Francesco. Francesco is one of three joint owners in the company. And he used to, uh, well, he used to work for Cervelo for 17 years um, in the design, tech, uh, research and development um, sort of sector of Cervelo and also working with their world tour team back in the day, the Cervelo test team. Now, uh, they apply, I guess, all that knowledge and experience that he got from that company, they put it into shoes. So we're going to find out everything. It's really interesting and you guys will learn more about how uh, shoe manufacturers uh, operate um, and a bit more about the industry as well and, of course, how the brand started. Oh, and also the sound on this one, not as crisp as always because I was using my AirPods and not my usual microphone setup, but uh, hopefully it doesn't detract from the episode too much. Now, before we get into that, let's talk about the... Of Vuelta because Jay Vine has been going gangbusters. He won a second stage last night, absolutely easy. I reckon he cruised up that final berg, could have gone harder if he needed to, and I think he might have to uh, sit in the GC group for tonight's stage because, um, geez, how could anybody work in the breakaway with him after those first two wins? But it's a big shout out to the Zwift Academy, of course. Uh, Zwift is the title sponsor of the Press Room Podcast. The Zwift Academy starts on the 12th September, so uh, you can sign up and um, get stuck into the workouts and the academy when it kicks off. I mean, is there a better representation of, of you know what the Zwift Academy can do for someone who's aspiring to be a professional, um, especially in Australia and these sort of countries where it's a little bit harder to break into Europe? Um, is there a better representation than Jay Vine just um, you know, taking the piss in the Volta? Absolutely awesome. And of course, um, Neve Bradbury as well, um, having a, probably a breakout season on the women's side. So um, give the Zwift Academy a, cap, uh, a crack if you uh, haven't already. And um, yeah, it's free to sign up. First seven days, give it a crack um, if you haven't tried Zwift before. And um, yeah, hey, Jay speaks for himself and what a legend. And also, if you hadn't listened to the episode with Jay Vine and his wife Bree, um, that's season two, episode two. So um, give that one a listen to if you want to learn more about uh, Jay and Bree and um, their move to Europe at the start before, I guess, he got his world tour contract. But anyway, legends, it's time to get stuck into the episode. So uh, get on the ergo, on the commute, and I'll see you on the other side. Uh, Fran, you're the. Are you the owner of Nimble? Yeah, yeah, and one of the owner of Nimble. And one of the owners. And how many are there? How many is there? Two, three. Oh. We three of us. Uh, me plus two of us. Uh-huh. 
So, uh, yeah, it's a company is based in Italy. Do you want to know a little bit about the history, the story about us? Uh, how you Please like to go explain. ahead? It's, uh, so basically, I used to work 16 years at uh, Cervelo. And, um, and uh, back then I was, um, uh, for 16 years, I worked as a EMEA sales director with the first uh, three years. And then uh, when we uh, signed uh, a team was called the Cervelo Test Team with Carlos Sastre, uh, Tor Ushov and so on. So I joined uh, the sports marketing uh, department and, and I lead that department for uh, basically for uh, 13 years at Cervelo. Wow. So until basically my last uh, team was the Kubeka. And then I joined, uh, and then, you know, Cervelo has been acquired, it was acquired by a company, it's called Pon. It's a Dutch uh, company. They own now uh, several brands such as Cannondale, Focus, Santa Cruz, Kharkov, Univega. So it's really, it's a, an empire. It's a very nice people, the Dutch people, very nice, very gentle people. But the last year, uh, I was not really happy with my position in M&A. And, uh, and I decided basically together with them to, to quit the, the, the company. And uh, just one step back, in two years before, we had a CEO, uh, it was called it's Rob Reyes uh, in Cervelo. He left uh, two years after, and uh, and then we always uh, stay in touch. And one day, he said, oh, I would like to go back in the industry. He works now in a different industry. He's a leader in one of the biggest uh, holdings in the world. It's really uh, one of the main uh, men in that uh, uh, company. And he said to me, Listen, I would like to, um, to change a little bit and uh, oh, I would like to go back in the industry while we do something together. So we analyzed the market. We, we found out that, uh, I mean, to make a bicycle is not easy <laughs> and uh, it's very difficult. I mean, there are people, they start by company, like uh, go to the market and they go bike, 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 to make a bikes is very difficult. Mm-hmm. because uh, it's not a, uh, an aesthetic thing you have to make. You have to really make a, a bike with engineering. Mm-hmm. And as, as a far as my experience is with Cervelo, one of the most uh, uh, advanced at, uh, until I was there company in terms of engineering was Cervelo. Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, you know, to work with have Cervelo, something better Cervelo is very difficult back then now there are other companies of course they really uh yeah, now everybody more or less yeah the same much year. more even mm-hmm. exactly and then basically we say you know we're gonna well, why we don't do maybe it's we, we saw that the shoe the shoe business the industry they don't have really high uh, technology except from brands maybe such as specialized yep. the other brand basically they have no really uh, great uh, um, technology behind it, and uh, well, they're very good, absolutely. Yeah, but they, we we we're thinking about having something that was more uh, look like a surveil, which is a more light and stiff, because oh. the lightness and stiffness has very two different uh, topics. Uh, that basically, if something is light, generally it's not very stiff, and if something is very stiff, it's not really light. Oh, yeah. 
So then we we thought about that, and then uh, uh, we 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 hire a couple of engineers. They help us in uh, in develop a new a new store. But we were we had difficulty to find a supplier. So we went to, to we went to talk to different companies here in Europe, um, and some in Asia as well. And honestly, we we it was difficult for them understand what we want. We uh, of course it's our know-how. We don't want to share with them unless they sign an NDA or something uh, uh, that basically uh, stop them to copy us. But also the the service they used to give us, they proposed us was not really uh, the best, uh, what we were looking for, you know, best service. And then we say, you know what, we need to do ourselves. Then one point is say, it's difficult. We have to really abandon it, just uh, say goodbye to this project because it's difficult. Wow. And because also we 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 asked for some Chinese manufacturer, but also they come with the different numbers of what we want uh, and so on, and the timing of developing and timing of producing was very very too 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 far away. So you know, yeah. let's forget about any project. And then one day, I was at the soccer field with my son, and I was uh, just uh, just uh, killing my time and on West on on the internet. And I found this uh, Italian manufacturer is called Luigino Verducci. Mm. It's an old gentleman. He used to make uh, roller skating. And um, so, you know, but he also makes some uh, cycling shoes. Maybe I'm going to talk to this gentleman. Maybe he's aware, he's, uh, he knows how to make carbon like we want. And maybe uh, let's see how it is. So I took a flight. I flew there. I met the guy. And... Uh, at the, beginning, at the beginning, the guy was really not, uh, he, also him, he did not understand <laughs> what we want in terms of uh, product. And, and then uh, after three months working with him, we said, you know what, it's best thing we're going to buy entire structure you have here. Which oh, basically yeah? was, yeah, basically we were, because we, we found that uh, the gentleman was very, uh, very good at what he was doing. A very humble person as well. And uh, and him and his family, his daughter Sarah, basically they were very uh, they help us as well. So we find this kind of connection between us. So the, just to give you an idea, when we went there, the company was uh, seventy meters in the garage working, one man show. So today we have a company of a uh, thousand square meters and we have ten employees. Wow! So in in the three years, yeah. So we really made the uh, big steps, actually. And then uh, we started to work together. So Regina then became our partner in the project uh-huh. as well. Fran, what so, year was that when you, when you got that, when you bought a factory? So everything when we started was basically 2000, uh, uh, beginning of 19, actually. Okay, okay. Beginning right when 19. Corona started? Before. Before, Before. Corona, because we did not okay. twenty, right? So we start, So let's say nineteen, beginning on the really beginning of nineteen. I would say even the late, super late uh, eighteen, maybe November, December eighteen, beginning of nineteen, more or less. Okay. So and what happened from there? Yeah, exactly. So everything happened from there, and then we went uh, step by step because we also we, we say we you know, we want change also the structure of all your product. And then we are, today we have two brands, which is one is Nimble, one is Verducci. So we keep uh, his name and uh, we keep his name in uh, in, uh, 
in uh, the production, but we're going to reposition it, uh, Berducci brand, in a different manner, and we concentrate only on the Nimble today. Um, yeah, and then basically everything is starting this way, basically. Sorry. You're right. Must be orders. Oh, yes. Please, no worries. So, and yeah, this is what I would start uh, Nimble. Wow. And what, what was the name? How did you come up with Nimble? Well, actually, it's Robert. Robert came with his name uh, Nimble. It's uh, it's uh, if you you can see in uh, Nimble. I mean, it's a English uh, word. It's fast and something very nimble, very fast, very fast uh, but light. Exactly. Yeah, ah, fast but light. I like it. Nimble. So, when you were initially making. Um, producing the shoes, manufacturing them. What were some of the key things that you were trying to achieve with the, sh with the first editions of the shoe, um, you know, with regards to what you were saying before about how, uh, you know, there's not really any other brands out there really specialising in the technology. What were you trying to get um, with your designs? So, I mean, uh, we had a clear idea, as I said before, we came from uh, a background of uh, a very technological industry, uh, bike mm -hmm. brand, sorry. And, uh, and when, when we, indeed, when we did the first uh, shoes, we, it took basically probably four months to make it the real one. Mm -hmm. And we had, um, we gave the shoes first time at uh, Jay, uh, Jay Thompson and Steve Cummings. Oh, cool. They were the first one to use the shoes. Actually, we gave them the shoes to test before, so we made a lot of adjustment uh, also because of them. Uh, they were very uh, uh, they trust us. They could go with uh, any other brand, and uh, and I was talking to them and they say, I mean, I knew because I, uh, the time before I was with Surveil, so I called them and said, listen, we have this project, and then somehow they liked the idea, and. Uh, and I mean, they, they even they didn't get any money from other brands. We, we, did, we didn't pay, we could not pay anybody uh, mm. to, to use the shoes. I mean, or even today we can't pay anybody. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, um, we, uh, they give, we give them the shoes. They use the shoes during the races. Um, and uh, and they, they gave us good feedback. What kind of feedback were they giving? Because I know that Steve Cummings is quite, um, you know, he's well adapted in all the technology when he was a writer. Um, he was always looking and at you know, dynamics we, and stuff. Steve was, Steve was very good. I mean, he said, you know, this point we think is too, he think this one is a little bit too narrow here, or it was too uh, stiff here, or less mm. stiff on the other side. So we have to adjust a little carbon layup uh, mm. as uh, they ask us to make. If we, we were honestly, we're still doing this today, yeah? Because nice. I, I believe that we have not the, uh, neither us, neither anybody has the perfect shoes. Though. So we always have to, to improve. Mm -hmm. So we never stop to improve and we never stop to develop. And, uh, and suddenly then we see, uh, we see the shoes, uh, uh, other riders ask for the shoes. So we got, for example, uh, still come, oh, we have some friend who wants to buy the shoes or wants to get the shoes. And it was another world to rider. Another world tour rider, another world tour rider. I said, man, I mean, oh, oh wow, we have four world tour riders. Man, oh, we have seven. Oh, wow, wow, we have 10 world tour riders. Oh, today we have 75 world tour riders. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's what I noticed about Nimble, first of all, because 
it's very unique to other brands that for shoes to be uh to for riders to have a, a sort of a personal shoe sponsor they might ride a certain shoe but usually it's um it's blacked out or it doesn't have the logos on it if it's not um what the team uses yeah. right and so that's what i first noticed about nimble all these world tour guys popping up and um i always wondered how that came about so was it mostly word of mouth between the riders that was getting them on yeah. board Exactly, exactly. So then we were lucky and we got Ausler, uh, uh, for example, he was a very good ambassador for us. He really spread rumor a lot. Who was that, sorry? Uh, Heinrich, Heinrich Ausler. Oh, Heinrich Ausler, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he, really, he really loved the shoes. And uh, since he was one of the first to use only laces. And after he became so many riders but also we we learn a lot from them we're still learning a lot from them for example there some for example let me give an example sometimes i say you know we i think the, the the tongue is too low or too high or too sharp or to this so we always we get to find a balance and say oh if a five riders say that maybe we have to change it you know but this is mm -hmm. our strength because basically everything we do we do in-house so we don't have to send the shoes to supplier in Asia or elsewhere in Europe and say, listen, we have, can we make this change? So it takes longer, you know, and we, yes. you have a supplier, so you know, I want to make the, 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 the tongue a little bit longer. So you have to mm. call the guy, the guy called the producer, producer called, and then it takes three, four months. And we do in uh, 30 minutes because, oh, we have to change the tongue. Okay, let's make the change. So let's cut it a little bit longer or shorter or less. And then for us, it's 30, 40, one hour to make a change in the shoes. It's not really, wow. it's not really, uh, people don't have to wait long. Indeed, we have one rider from, um, from uh, Bahrain. He asked me to change on the tongue uh, last Gino. week. And the, oh, I cannot say the name. Oh, yeah, guy no worries. Yes, yes. He asked to make a change on the tongue. And then uh, today he's going to leave the shoes for him with the new tongue. So, wow. Uh, I mean, it, that's our strength, actually, to be frankly honest. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> That's really unique. Um, really interesting to hear. And what about uh, the very first shoe that you made, the first nimble shoe? What did you learn from that shoe that you've applied to some of the current designs now that you can purchase? Let's, let's say when we did the first shoes and today the last shoes, we always have something clear in mind. Shoes must be clean. We don't want to have uh, cut a different uh, uh, cut in 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 the, in the in the shape of the of the microfiber. So you you get some our competitor, they have one piece here, then they, they, you stitch another piece, then they stitch mm. another piece, and this is just uh, had the weight on the shoes. So you want to have a clean clean shoes and uh, white basically with no no yellow or other colors, a uh, mixed match of color inside. We, we don't, we're a very simple company. We don't want to make our life uh, very difficult. And uh, we believe in, in the design we have. The first shoes we had, it was the, the Exceed. We still have online today. And, uh, and uh, it was, uh, we had the gray uh, heel and the white, uh, full white in the front, and everybody mm. said, wow, very clean. And now today we are all white. Even all white. <laughs> white. So, the, so the all white looks very good. Um, so that, looks indeed, we, 
Exactly. So everybody's asking completely white shoes. I think we were, I think if we're not the first, probably the second, make a full white shoes. Yeah. And um, having a full, a full white shoes really, it's very clean, actually. Mm. So uh, mm. it is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then we had a partner who joined us, which was Boa. I forgot ah, to say that. That's, yeah, now, can you, can you explain this? Because I've heard this, and I'm pretty sure most people won't know, the listeners, it's actually Boa, in a way, don't they choose the shoe company? It's not the other way around. Indeed, right? indeed, indeed it's, it's like that. They, they choose the, exactly, they, they, they choose the, 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 the shoes, but also because they, um, they have a very, one of the best products I've ever seen in my life. But more than the product, you have to imagine the service they have is unbelievable service they have. Yes. Yes. But I think that they also have so many demands that they have to make sure that they don't uh, uh, have too much pressure from, from outside as well. So they, uh, they were, the process to get ball was a bit, a bit long, but at the end we, uh, we got it and uh, we're very happy about this partnership because they really is one of the best partners we have in, uh, in, uh, in the ball, in the Nimble Solid with ball. It's already helpful in everything. So the service is amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah, they are. And I'm sure anyone out there, all the listeners, I'm sure there's a few of you that have ridden a shoe with some of the bold eyes, especially, especially some of the, the newer anodized. Like I've had the S-Works 7s, yeah, um, which yeah, had that LDR, LA. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That, oh, my word. They are the just the nicest uh, dials you can yeah, the get. Micro adjustment, the micro-adjustment yes. is oh, the just when you're backing them off a couple, it's it's you you find margins that you can play with. Uh, exceptional product, and I actually I had a crash once in a race, and um, I had uh, I had I can't remember what color I had. I had red ones. I can't remember how I got them, and they within two days I was sent a pair of gold and a pair of Bora Hans Gora green dials FedExed to my work within two days. I couldn't believe it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. This is an amazing company. But yeah, they don't just, you can't just, uh, all the shoe brands can't just go, yep, give us bow dials. We want the best of the best. They choose you, which is very okay. interesting. Hey, legends. Hope you're learning a lot about shoes and maybe your mouth's starting to water with the prospect of getting your feet into some of these sick shoes. I mean, the Nimble Ultimates uh, on. They're the ones that Plappy wears, or actually he wears the air, um, the one with the laces. But I like the ones with the boa dials, uh, you know, those really nice anodized ones. Wow, what a beautiful, beautiful shoe. But anyway, um, don't forget the official apparel partner of the podcast, Attacker. If you need any kit from their website, they've just had their 10th anniversary collection drop. Uh, use the code CR-ThePressRoom, all capitals. You get 15% off and you can just dance Dance like Lance up the street in your new Attacker threads. Um, also, shout out next weekend. If anyone's going to the Gravelista, the second uh, UCI Gravel World Series race that's held in Australia, the first being seven in Nanup here in WA. If you're going to the Gravelista, let me know. Send me a message because I will be there calling the action. It's going to be awesome. My first event flying across uh from wa to do a bit of commentary action so um yeah if you're racing or you're riding give me a buzz and um yeah hopefully we can link up because i'm there from thursday through to monday in beechworth all right legends back to the episode plenty of good stuff with fran about nimble 
Um, that's great. Yeah. So, what about uh, what about the carbon, the soul? Um, now, is this is a, something that I don't really know about, and I think general consumers don't. The carbon soul, like, how hard is that to get right with regards to the stiffness? Do you just have one sort of stock standard carbon soul, no. or is, do you have levels no, of stiffness? We've... We have uh, learning from, uh, once again, from our previous company, we learn that the, uh, how to, let me explain in a different word. So we, in our shoes, we have uh, uh, many different lay carbon layup. Um, that's why we were able, I told you, how to change uh, when uh, Steve Cummings told us, oh, it's stiff here, less stiff there. So we changed basically the, the orientation of, of, of the carbon. And we were able to make it. So even today, we have uh, we can make uh, custom shoes in the factory. We have so many riders also. Water riders have very, um, uh, let's say, uh, uh, difficulties to find the best uh, shape for their the bones they have, the 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 the, the or the shoes or the feet they have. So we are able to custom their feet, you know. And we do the same for consumer as well. The only thing they have to come to factory, we have to take the mold, we have to create basically the shoes around that, uh, that foot and also to create the, the right stiffness, stiffness for uh, that shape of the foot. Then you have to make sure that that size is less uh, rigid than the than, than external side because you don't have too much pressure on that. You don't want to have a problem with the knee so it's a kind of a combination you have to make to make sure that the people is are happy with the shoes. Today, cycling is, I would say, the number one sport in the world. And everybody is doing cycling today. But not, uh, I learned this uh, from the shoes. I was not aware about that, honestly, because before I learned that uh, um, the crazy people really love the bike, but they have very difficult to find the right uh, uh, shoes for them. Um, and then, and then, this is a service we can give to everybody. Actually, mm. um, the shoes is more expensive, of course, but it takes also long, long time to make it because then it's yeah. not a standard shoes. We have to make sure that you don't. It's not we do not you do once, but you have to make three, four, five prototypes before consumer we get uh, at the perfection for that fit is uh, is food. And um, yeah, we do something that uh, not everybody does. Yeah, and that's incredible. Going back, going back at carbon. Yeah, we use a uh, um, different uh, carbon. I don't know if I have here some. I will show you. We have some some carbon where we can bend and we can torsion in different uh, in a different way. So, when it's torsion, when we need more torsion, we have different layup. When we need more stiffness, we have uh, mm. less torsion but more stiff, more less bending. So it's kind of a combination of carbon with we, we use for uh, for the soul. Of course, each size has different needs. Small size, it's 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 a little more stiff than a forty nine fifty, for example, right? So we have to make sure that the, the, the 39, 38 is not super stiff because otherwise you're gonna kill the, the rider. You know, we have to make sure they have also the right combination yes. on the small size and the right combination on the bigger size. So that's the difficulties we have. You can you can see that we only make 26, 28 shoes per day, but we produce probably 35 carbon share, carbon sole per day. Mm. But five, six, seven, we throw away, we throw in the garbage because that's not achieve what we want in terms of weight, in terms of uh, 
uh, aesthetic, cosmetic, and everything. So we can easily we use that one, but we don't because if we see that uh, achieve more than ten percent of the weight for that uh, sole, we throw it away because wow. if we say the shoes must be have that kind of weight, we cannot go. We say under ninety grams in the market, size forty three, but in reality, the shoes is two hundred thirty grams. We're going to lose credibility. So mm. then we throw away when we saw okay, it's too heavy. We throw away. So and wow. it's a shame because we only do. 30, 35 shell, but we only produce 26, 28 per day at the end, you know? Yeah, That's yeah. We could produce more, but our, our quality control is very tight, based, uh, they're very straight, and don't, they don't really, they pay very attention to what we do. Super interesting. That's, uh, yeah, awesome. I'm sure the listeners will love that. That's my phone going off. But how about this? Plappy has messaged me and he said, um, uh, Luke Plapp says, he goes, oh, make sure. That's right. He goes, let Fran know that me and Georgia, Georgia Baker, love the shoes. And Plappy's talked about the shoes on my um, on another episode we've done before. And I know for a fact he was on the Specialized Shoe. And that's what I was running before. And he said, I didn't think yeah. anything would get me off the Specialized. And everybody knows that S-Work 7 is an elite shoe. Um, and... Well, we know how good Plappy is and he knows his stuff. So he said he loves the shoes and Georgia Baker as well. So pretty good raps. It's um, obviously yeah, done have, really well. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I never met the Georgia Baker, but I know she, uh, Robert, my partner, she talked to her a few times. But mm. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're very happy to have this kind of um, uh, feedback from the rider. Indeed, we have to be honest, but I saw... Uh, some rider changed from nimble to somebody else and my question was we uh, we also have a uh, lot of problems i don't don't think we are perfect company we really a small company and uh, we try to grow faster but we also have to commit uh, with the uh, ourselves in making stuff even better for the riders and some riders left because we were uh, not able to deliver it faster enough for him but now we can. We can now. We now we do it. Uh, another somebody left because they uh, got a, a money offer from uh, another competitor. And um, of course, we one of the things we don't pay any rider because um, it's it's something that we uh, we consider. But we are a little company and we have to grow. We have uh, uh, ten employees today. We have to make sure everybody gets a salary. Yeah. Yeah. And um, until we can't, uh, we have to do that. We will not do it. But yeah, but uh, we have a lot of the payment, I know, I know. Indeed, many riders say the same. They you know many riders we have. They say we don't need any money because that doesn't make any change for us. Uh, extra amount of euro or less. Most important because they spend a lot of time. The point of contact on bicycle and saddle and shoes. Critical. 90%. Very critical. So if you don't have the right saddle and you don't have the right shoes, you're going to kill yourself. I know many mm-hmm. friends of mine and uh, oh my, oh maybe my time at Cervelo, I saw many riders complain about saddle we had before. Uh, huge rider, world rider, they world champion and winner of Giro and, and Tour and Classics, they were complaining about saddles and well, it was a really nightmare for us to surveil back then. Say, wow, how we do to help this guy? You know, it's very difficult. And same for the shoes. When we, we get riders, they have very difficulties to find the, the right shoes for them. 
and we understand why because they really it's very difficult very very difficult and then super individual then it's funny to, isn't it funny now friend to think that for for a long time riders had to wear what the team was sponsored by that's just unbelievable <laughs> even today even today we have riders from a world tour team we have two riders from a world tour team they have agreement with uh, another manufacturer they use nimbo they use a shoe cover um, but even today, I understand as image is good, it's cool to have uh, uh, as a, all the team with one brand. Of course, it's cool. It's much cleaner image and everything. Mm-hmm. But in reality is that um, many riders have problems. And yeah. if you have problems with, with, with the shoes, you're going to have, a, you're gonna, will, you will not perform 100%. Mm-hmm. Because every foot is different. And if, if we have right and left shoes, Full foot is different. Even my yeah. right left is different. Yours and many others. We nobody has the perfect combination. <laughs> of two foot, you know. So how you can consider of thirty world two riders they have the same the same feet, all the those? It's very impossible. And you, mm-hmm. doing that, you really you really are not giving them the opportunity to to perform one hundred percent. And that's why I would I would never. We got an offer uh, demand. For a World Tour team in last year to give them the shoe, we say no, no, because uh, we know that uh, something happened. Somebody's going to wear different shoes, and uh, and maybe they don't fit Nimble. They fit another brand, you know. And then, and I, I want, of course, I will complain, but that's why to avoid that. Say, let's avoid to have a complete team. The people have to be happy with the shoes, even if we we can accommodate, or say the the majority of people. But somebody has his own. Uh, uh, points you know and they like some brand i know a rider uh, he's uh he was quick step now with uh, another team and he said oh, i will never change from specialized i'm happy with that i mean if you're happy with that you get uh, you perform well wow. why should you use another brand that you feel good at the end everybody's uh, i'm a cyclist i used to be a cyclist and i want everybody to be happy with uh, what they do what they're doing i will never force people to, to do something that, that they they will never want to do mm. Awesome. Well, uh, Fran, if you could, how about this? Before we uh, wrap the podcast up, which first of all, thank you for sharing um, all about Nimble. It's absolutely fascinating. How about this? Got a question for you. If you could bring one rider on, men's or women's, to be wearing Nimble, who would you choose? And they're saying yes. Oh wow! My dream is about Van Aert. <laughs> Oh, that would be good. That, that's a good one, mate. I like that. Very good. Yeah, I, I, the, 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 this guy, it's a, it's a, it's a really. Uh, I love. I mean, he's racing from January to December, man. This unbelievable. January December, a very old style rider, which I like. Not those ones that concentrate only. You, I mean, Pogacar ah. is also two hundred sixty yeah. degree rider, but but both one are. He can sprint, he can climb, he can... T2, uh, T2. I mean, it's an amazing... Uh, I mean, to compare to Eddie Max, is difficult. Every age, each age has a diff- ah, different... different. But for me, this Botvan artist is one of the best. And as a father, I, I never met him in person, but I know other riders we, we, we sponsor. We, I know them as a, he's very, a very gentleman. Yes, so you do see that. Very, 
very very genuine guy what i was uh, i learned from other writers very humble yeah and so mm. i really like it well in terms nice. of female wow i mean female uh, honestly i love female cycling i would have them all yes. because uh, honestly I them, I would, honestly there's no one that i prefer than the other one i, I, mean, I love them all because female cycling came from uh, the cave actually from nothing and uh, I will tell you something that I learned in my in my years, also Cervelo. They are female cyclists are much more technician technical than men's. A lot of them, and differently from men, most of them they're very educated in terms of study university. Well, they had to be right. Well, they, they have to be. A lot no, of I mean they don't. had to be because they were. Originally, you know, earlier days, the women couldn't properly get a wage, a proper wage, proper salary. Oh, so, so they had to make sure they were studying. Um, I know. I mean, we Seville test team it was Gerard Ruman, the first one who really won't have a, a real uh, professional cycling team. Indeed, if you don't remember, if you remember, Seville test team had men's and the first real female women's. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had Emma Pule or Lizia Amistred. Today, she's still very strong as well. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, once again, I love them all because they come from nothing and they really uh, suffer. They know how to suffer. They know yeah. how to ride a bike. And before, before it wasn't like that. Now they're very strong. Yeah. Really, really strong now. Really strong. So, I, no, I have no one that I prefer, but I love the whole. Great. If I could have, I would have all the girls. <laughs> Good answer. It's such an exciting competition at the moment. It's like a whole other world to, um, well, to be watching and following. You know, all the different riders. I'm a big fan of um, of Mariana Voss and Balsamo. Balsamo, the world champ. Um, they they're just so they're like rock stars. The way they blow yeah. the bike and it will be more. Eh? There will be more too. They were going to grow much more of female cycling and oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Percent, one hundred percent. They were much, much more uh, somehow a little bit more elegant than men's in some uh, some way. Uh, definitely, definitely. Well, Fran, thank you so much for sharing um, the story about Nimble, and I reckon our listeners will absolutely froth it. A lot of Australian listeners here, and I know they love Clappy, they love Georgia Baker, uh, these sort of riders. So, um, you know, guys, you got to get onto the Nimble shoes, and um, and we're just going to start flooding the Australian market. Tour down under, I want to see Nimbles everywhere on uh, on Wollonga Hill. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for your opportunity. Thanks for all Australian. I love Australia, by the way. I've been there once in my life and I would love to go back again. All right, legends, that's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Hope you enjoyed and learnt a lot about this episode uh, and about the Nimble brand as a shoe company. Um, Super fascinating. I didn't really know how shoe manufacturers work or or how the industry kind of operates as well with regards to uh, chatting with riders and getting them in their shoes. So, yeah, I thought it was a really cool episode and and hopefully we get a few more uh, distributors in in Australia for Nimble. They're certainly uh, starting to pop up over east now um and uh yeah hopefully they'll spread around as well especially with the uh national champ wearing them in plappy so uh yeah 
Don't forget, if you really like the episode, leave a review on Apple, uh, leave a rating on Spotify, sitting on 77 five-star ratings. Legends, thank you so much. But I know there's more. We can crack the ton, but I need your help. Um, and yeah, I think we've got, uh, I might have one more episode coming up and then a bit of a break until Worlds. Uh, it just depends if I've got time because I've got a few commitments coming up in the next couple of weeks. But either way, the World Championships in Wollongong are going to be there every single day, all eight days of competition, and there's going to be daily podcasts. So look out for that. And uh, if you're going to the Worlds, send me a message, give me a buzz, maybe we can link up, have a chat, uh, go for a ride. And uh, I can let you know what's happening for the podcast, specifically for the entire week. All right, legends, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you again on the next episode.